I'm having a goddamn blast on tour with this Big Mouth and a Small Town tour. So I've added some dates and wanted to let you know where I'm headed next. Uh, yeah, March 14th, I will be in Lakeside, Arizona. And then the 15th and 16th, I'm finally coming to Tucson. So if you're in Tucson, I'm coming to Laughs Comedy Cafe. Get your tickets. We're going to have a good time. My good friend Noah Koffer will be featuring at those shows. He'll also be with me the following weekend when I come to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Dr. Grins, I cannot wait to see you guys again. Those are always some of my favorite shows, and I'm sure this year will be no exception. And then I am headed up to my home state of Alaska for the Alaska Before You Die Fest. Anchorage, you better not fucking sit on these tickets. They're going fast. There's a few left. Uh, April 5th, I will be doing shows at the Gumbo House. It's downtown. I'm doing an early and a late show, one night only. It's an intimate venue, so tickets are limited. It's going to be out of control. If you've come to my show at Coots before, you know how fun they are. This venue is so much better for comedy. I can't even explain it. Just get fucking tickets. These shows are going to be wild. And then on the 6th, I'm headed down to Homer. Homer, Alaska. I am coming, performing there for the first time. Alice's Champagne Palace. And then on the 7th, I will be in Seward, Alaska. So Anchorage, Homer, Seward. We're having a goddamn good time. I'm going to come kill at all those shows because I'm a fucking Alaskan assassin. Am I sorry I said that? I don't know. Listen. Dayton, Kentucky, 12th of April. If you are in the Cincinnati-ish area, Dayton, Ohio, Dayton, Kentucky, this is your chance to see me at a really cool new venue called the Commonwealth Sanctuary. And then I am headed to Portland, May 3rd. I'm headlining the Rip City Comedy Festival. I will be at McMenamin's Mission Theater. You guys, this is a cool theater. We want it to be packed out because, of course I want it to be packed out, but also like, Let's have a goddamn good time in this nice, beautiful theater. So come to that. It's going to be a hell of a time. I can't wait to come back to Portland. And then Wisconsin. I'm headed back your way. But this time I'm coming to Janesville, May 17th and 18th. Green Bay on the 19th. And then what up, Florida? St. Pete, Tampa. I'm coming your way. Uh, Tampa, I will be there June 2nd. And St. Pete, um, they're ahead of that, uh, May 31st. Tampa, I'm at Side Splitters. And if you go to the links in all of my bios or go to their website to get tickets, for a limited time, you can use the code JMS and get $5 off tickets. And wherever you are, I'm trying to get people to buy tickets early instead of waiting to the last minute and making me panic so that if it is going to sell out, it sells out faster so that I know that, the club knows that, maybe we can add a second show. Just FYI, that helps every artist that you're a fan of. So if you can ever buy ASAP, go ahead and do that. Uh, So that's your incentive to buy early in Tampa. And uh, uh, I'll be adding more dates soon. If you did not hear your town, but you want me to come there, head over to my Instagram, instagram.com slash jmscomedy or just at jmscomedy if you're using the app like most of us. Uh, click the link in my bio, join my email list. That lets me know where you guys are so I know what areas want to come see me. Uh, so do that. I can't wait to get to more cities. I'm having so much fucking fun on the road. You guys have been amazing. People have been buying merch. These audiences have been out of control, good, just electric, laughing, having a blast. And I know all these upcoming shows are going to be no exception. So I will see you there jmscomedy.com slash shows to get your tickets. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We're going to have a fucking good time either way. So thanks for listening to this little promo. Enjoy this episode. Ta-ta, idiots. 
What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. What kind of ignorant shit is that? At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. You idiot, you fool! Hey, dummy! This is the Ignorance is Blessed podcast. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Welcome back to Ignorance is Blessed, the podcast that attempts to overcome ignorance, mostly by asking ignorant questions. With me, Jessica Michelle Singleton, JMS. I'm your your comedian host. What am I saying? Look, I'm an idiot. It's why we're here. I ask the dumb questions for all of us, and we learn together, and sometimes we laugh at how truly dumb the questions are. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Please subscribe, rate, review it on iTunes. It helps. Helps other people find us, and then we can all learn the answers to our stupid, ignorant questions. And thank you very much for being here. Thanks for giving me a shot if you're new. And uh, thank you for continuing to listen to my ignorance if you've been with me all along. Shout out to my best idiots forever, Jean and Kathy, and my new patron this month, Paige. Uh, yeah, you guys want to join Patreon? My patrons? Be my patrons? Be a patar, pat, patri, patronus. Patreon.com slash ignorance is blessed. God, I want to go back to the Harry Potter theme park. Um, we uh, do bonus episodes and... I send postcards to certain levels, and I do Google Hangs, and if we hit that first goal, guaranteed weekly episodes and some more content coming your way. Um, Thank you uh, to all the patrons. Thanks for everyone, to everyone for listening, but thank you to the patrons for um, helping me cover the cost of this little uh, one-woman show I've got going uh, in the Four World Podcast. Speaking of one-woman shows, I'm doing mine again in Los Angeles, July 9th, Tuesday, Central Stage at the Hudson on Santa Monica Boulevard. Um, I'll have a link up on my website soon to get your reservation in. Uh, it is absolutely free, so if you want to see it for free at the Comedy Central Stage, which is very exciting, July 9th. So book your tickets and fly to LA <laughs> and come see me, and then let's do a meetup afterwards, huh? Who's with me? No one? Great, good. Uh, I'm in San Francisco this weekend. Um, tonight, Thursday, June 19th. Excuse me, Jesus. 13th, June 13th. Thursday the 13th. That's a mouthful. I am headlining Cobb's Comedy Club. Uh, so take that, Golden State Warriors. We'll see who uh, has the bigger fan base. Steph Curry, coming for you. You guys come to the show. We can just go celebrate the, hopefully, Warriors victory afterwards. All together somewhere in the streets of beautiful San Francisco and uh, Friday, Saturday I'm featuring for Michael Ian Black two shows both nights Um, so come laugh I want to go have yummy San Francisco food and be fancy in San Francisco Um, other than that keep up to date on my shows on my calendar follow my social media at JMS Comedy I post my shows there and um, check out my new show on from Dumbwits the new uh, comedy umbrella comedy what is it called? A subsidiary under the Hut Media umbrella that I'm launching with my good friend buddy Hutton. It's a little passion project. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Dumbwits, D-U-M-B-W-I-T-S, which is probably right up your alley if you're a listener to this. We build a sketch using suggestions from the audience. Uh, one of our uh, patrons, one of my patrons, came to the tuned in for the tech run, and he was very helpful. Shout out to Eric. Thank you for that. You guys can all be a part of our sketch building process. Every Wednesday, it starts at 4 p.m. Pacific build the sketch using your suggestions we write it we shoot it and we put it out all within five hours uh, so you can pop in and out for that you can spend the whole night with us 
your choice. But let's get to this week's episode. It is a doozy. I had my friend Kristen Nicole on. She is a, an incredible hairdresser in Reno, Nevada. We don't talk about hair, though. We might have talked about it like a tiny bit because, you know, she's just so fucking good at it. But we talk about um, pregnancy in your 40s because Kristen is 43 and pregnant with her second child. Uh, her first girl is now 12 years old, almost 13. And uh, it's a good episode. We have some laughs. We do have some cries. There's been some losses along the way. We talk about that. We go into, um, you know, she was, uh, I'm very grateful at how open she was talking about what it feels like to, you know, have a miscarriage, the, all the emotions, the sadness, but also the anger, the regret, the, you know, the sort of misfiring of anger at other people, the blaming, um, things that kind of get swept under the rug and, you know, nobody really talks to the women who go through it about that. They just go, I'm so sorry for your loss. And much like postpartum, a lot of times women just sort of tuck that under. And uh, we dive in and we talk about her plan now that she's fully pregnant and roaring along with this new baby girl. So um, no further ado, you guys. Here we go. Kristen Nicole, Mom Life. You guys, I'm here with my lovely friend Kristen. Um, I guess I could just use your full name, Kristen Buchanan. Asbel Buchanan, how do I say the full Kristen thing? Kristen Nicole is probably better. Buchanan, I stole from my second husband. I okay. I keep it because I know I'm going to change it one more time. <laughs> and, uh, at the time, I had Declan and I wanted to keep it. Okay. Her, and now it's just such a huge pain that I really just pretend it's not a thing and I just go. You just go, Kristen Nicole. Nicole. Uh, first of all, amazing hairdresser, which is not what we're going to be talking about, but a wizard if you're in Reno and you, uh, or if you're able to fly to Reno for fuck's sake. She's the best person who's who does hair in the whole world. But let's go <laughs> Let's go back to you just mentioned Declan. So, and your second husband. Yeah. Um so Declan is your I daughter. Collect you collect them. Husband. Yes. Uh, just like the beautiful artwork in your home. I used to. Thank you. Um how old's Declan? Declan will be 13 at the end of October. So you have an almost teenager from your last marriage. Yep. <sighs> yep. Wow. It's real good. Okay. She's my favorite human. She's awesome. Yeah, I got lucky. Yeah, no, I, you really did because people don't always have cool and smart and good kids. <laughs> it's true. And I feel like, too, I, I knew when I was pregnant with her, just going to dive right, the, right, right in. Get in when there. When I was pregnant with her, I knew I would do it by myself. You knew, you like, you guys were together, but that you're like, this is we going to be. We were together. We got married when she was three months old or so. Okay. Really mostly because he had gotten a job with benefits. It made sense at the time. Being a hairstylist, you don't get benefits. Yeah, you have a baby. You have to. It made sense. Yeah. And we were like, my mom was like, well, aren't you guys going to get married anyways? And we were like, yeah, let's just yeah, fast track that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So <laughs> we got married and it was, uh, yeah, it's, so we split when she was two and a half. Okay. So it lasted. A little while. He's got some mental health issues and, okay. uh, and problems with drugs and alcohol. So he's not even actually a part of her life much. Oh. Unfortunately. That's a bummer. I mean, well, it's also, that speaks volumes to how great you are. Because, I mean, not to like run through stereotypes, but like a lot of times kids from like, you know, divorced single parent homes and whatever, sometimes aren't, all, have behavioral issues, et cetera, et cetera. And she seems... She, so I, like I say, I think, I feel like I really got lucky I and mean, she and I are such a unit and always have been like, yeah, to be, you know, to, to give him a little bit of props when, uh, she was born, he worked like a hundred hours a week so I could stay home with her. So oh. I feel like consequently we're very, very close. Yeah. Um, 
So uh, I didn't go back to work until she was two. Wow. So I was able to stay home that whole time. You so just got to that, be I with her. I always give him credit. That's good. It's like the only credit I can give him. Yeah, but, but I will give it to I him. I will give that to him. But I feel like that is a part of the reason that we're as close as we are. And yeah. She and I are just very connected. So. That that's like a crucial. That is a. Yeah. I was actually really terrified to ever have another kid because really? she, I mean, how do you know, mess with perfection? Like I wouldn't. I'm not equipped for a screaming. Yeah, you're like, like lightning's not going to strike twice. My niece was one of those colicky kids who screamed for three and four hours. Oh, God. Declan was a piece, like my pregnancy was a piece of cake. It was yeah. beautiful and I was glowing and I never got sick and it was fabulous and I couldn't wait to see her. And, um, you know, it's not always like that. How's it been? Uh, okay, so fast forward to almost 13 years later. Yeah. Here we are on um, second pregnancy. Fourth pregnancy. Fourth pregnancy. Okay. Second child. Okay. So you and um, Mark, your boyfriend. Our boyfriend. Yeah. Five um, years this year. Oh my God. Amazing. Yeah. Healthiest thing I've ever done. Yeah. Next to Declan. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Yeah. So you guys, what, a couple of years ago you tried, right? Um, the, yeah. In the beginning of our relationship, we, we both said, um, you know, fuck babies. Yeah. They're kind of assholes. And then you're like in love with someone. You're like, oh, I want your seed. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. And that's exactly how he'll tell you're like, it. I want, I want us to make a thing together I mean, with our of, love. I, we, we were always like, you know, babies are stupid. Neither one of us wanted kids. He doesn't have any. Yeah. And has never wanted any. It's never been and, um, a drive never, Yeah, never. And you were like, no, I got one. I'm done. It, pretty much. And, and like I said, she was so perfect and easy. And, you know, she ate well. She slept well. My pregnancy was a piece of cake. Like, everything was really easy with her, so I was always kind of afraid. Yeah. And then um, the older and older she got, the older and older I got. Yeah. And so <laughs> that became a thing, too. And so I just really was stoked to find a partner. And um, and then a couple of years ago, we were at Christmas at my mom's, and I don't know what happened. I got all gushy-gooey, and I was like, do you think we should make a baby? <laughs> like, I had a little too much Christmas wine. <laughs> right? make a baby and he looked at me and instead of being like and this is so mark really instead of looking at me like what you crazy bitch or do you know what I mean where's this coming <laughs> from? like what he literally just looked at me and was like well i would want it to be born in costa rica <laughs> i mean that's where he's from so, yeah um, yeah just so everyone knows that's not like a random yeah, yeah but um and of course to which i responded well you clearly don't know how this works <laughs> you know like I can't take five months off of work and you can't fly after a certain whatever so yeah. <laughs> long story short we um we did decide we're like you know if, if it happens it happens so it was like uh like a at that point like a soft try like we're not we're gonna stop trying to avoid having a baby it was yeah it was like, like you don't have to pull out <laughs> as in let's pull out the IUD and like yeah like let's let's see Let's, Let's just see casually what, see what happens. Yeah, but it doesn't stay casual. I yeah. mean, not. Does it, do you go from like, no, we got to. Like how quick from like, maybe we should try. Did it, how quickly did it turn to like, you got to get me pregnant. Um, Was it like, it's time. I'm fertile. Load me up. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You wow. turn into like a, a total lunatic because uh, you start thinking about it. And then you have to like. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. But once you know that you want it to happen and you're kind of trying, like trying, yeah, puts a whole different spin on it. All of a sudden you're, you're fixated. looking at ovulation calendars. And oh like you were talking about in the show the other oh, night, in my like bit. you have friends. Yeah. That it's like, it's and that's so true. It's so true. And you become a lunatic person. At least I did. And a lot of other <laughs> women that I've talked to, 
Wow. He absolutely got insane. And it was like, I'm ovulating in five minutes. Fuck me. Like, Hurry up. You know, in the five, eggs dropping. four, three, two. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, you just, you really. And then I think for them, you know, the pressure, I think it honestly makes them all crawl back up. That's I so mean, funny. It, You're like, if I wasn't trying to get pregnant, you'd be spraying everywhere. Pretty much. But the minute I'm like, we're on a deadline here. Right. It, it really is awkward. As soon as you, as soon as you decide, I don't know, something gets, it infests your brain. And you're like, baby, baby, baby. And yeah, every time you do it, you're just like, I think, and I don't know, you'd have to ask Mark if he wants to come in later, but um, I think it just gets, like I said, in your brain, every time you have sex, you're like, this could be it. This is and so you're not even really, it's not like. You're not enjoying the sex. You're like a mad scientist. Like kinda, this could be the baby. Yes. And then you're like, okay, I'm ovulating for three days. Let's fuck 65 times in three. Oh you know what God. I mean? And That's exciting. Kind of. It can be. Unless you're a crazy person. Who wants to fuck a crazy person? And you're like, ex- I mean, I arguably mean, a right. lot of men. <laughs> I uh, forgot who I was talking to. <laughs> apparently every guy I've had sex with. So. <laughs> wow. So how quickly after the Christmas conversation did you get pregnant? The first time? Mm. Mm. I don't know. I want to say maybe close to a year. A I mean, year? I feel like it took some time. They say that that's a thing with birth control, too. I And I don't. Yeah, I think there were probably a lot of factors uh, with that. But um, we we got pregnant. Um, I peed on all the sticks. And that's the other thing, too. You start. If you guys. It might be Declan. Oh, should yeah, we pause? We might be. She might, yeah, I forgot where we were. Um, oh, I was going to start talking about peeing on things again. Oh, yeah. Okay. But this time for a purpose. So <laughs> I had already been peeing on things because you start peeing on things that tell you when you're ovulating. You start. There's things when you like when you're trying to try. They tell you that like your temperature is as different at a certain time of the month. And, and that's the time to. Yeah, I never got that deep into it, but I started peeing on things and I looked at Mark and Mark was like, why? What are you, what are you peeing? What's happening? Why are you peeing on sticks? Why are you peeing on things? Men yeah. know nothing. He he just was like, I thought we were just going to like let it happen if it's going to happen. I thought we we're going to keep it casual. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, but you become a really controlling psycho person. Like you really, I became really you're like i am casual you already have a closet full of baby clothes totally totally. (laughs) it was it was was mad madness for sure um so i had already been peeing on things and then i don't know i uh i peed on the stick and i was like oh my god we're pregnant so excited immediately crying mark and i think he was probably like holy fuck what did i agree to it's happening kind of yeah and and so in a roundabout way, all these times later, because we were pregnant twice and lost two. Which is so hard. Um, it was fucking horrible. It was really awful. Because emotionally speaking, you get into a place where you, especially like this time around, like I said, with Declan, I knew I would do this by myself. But Mark yeah. is a partner. And, yeah. Um, and you two had gotten to a place where you're like, okay, we're going to have a baby. Right? And the fact that he never wanted them and then was like, yeah, I'll make a baby with you. I, I mean, was that's feeling like really special. That's so special. No, because I feel like if... For me, I don't think I want babies, but if I ever am pregnant, it's because I w- was crazy over someone. It was like, yes, with you. And I and feel that's like beautiful. Mark is that way too. Like Mark doesn't do anything without thinking about it. Like if yeah. he makes a major decision, it's because like he doesn't do things because anybody tells no, him to. No, he like doesn't do anything he doesn't want to do. the other day. Yeah. You know, the guy didn't speak to his mom for 15 years. We get down there and she's like, thank you for bringing my son. And I'm like, I wish I could take the credit, but if Mark is here, it's because he wants to be. Yeah. You clearly don't know him. <laughs> yeah. Like you can't talk him into shit. Nobody tells him what to do. So I felt really like super, you know, so um, long story short, uh, I think I lost that one within... Within a couple of weeks, like maybe okay. I was, I found out and it was gone like 
two, three, four weeks later. Had you guys told anybody yet? We told fucking everyone. Yeah. We uh, were so pumped. We called our parents. We, t- You know, I think I even put it on Facebook or uh, Instagram or that's both. That's devastating. And I actually think I didn't. It might even still be there. I, I don't think I ever took it down. Yeah. Um, and people are like, she's been pregnant for like three so years. And everybody's so excited. <laughs> yeah, she's been pregnant for like two and a half, three years. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's going to be a really big baby. <laughs> Uh, you know, oh, and then everyone's so excited and they probably like keep asking you about it. And yeah, it's it's really awful. And I'm, and you're so hormonal. Like the hormone thing is really crazy. Like I will tell you, I was on birth control like a majority of my life because like you, I enjoy the sex. Yeah, I should be on birth control. But, I, but there's a number <laughs> of reasons not to be. But yeah. I had, had like the Norplant twice. I yeah. I had an IUD a couple of times. I, mean, like, I had I trouble was, with mine. But. See, and that's I've heard that from a lot of girls. Yeah, mine like that that problems. fucked up my hormones. Right? Was the birth control? Kind of feel like a crazy person. Yeah, like a, I mean, I hate to use the term crazy so loosely. But you guys know what we mean. Don't be crazy. Anyone who's you know crazy. But um, <laughs> yeah, right. But um, yeah, I mean, I I literally with one of my birth controls, as a matter of fact, that second Norplant, I um, I would have like an episode like once a month. I was in my twenties, and I remember I would call my dad and be like. <laughs> Oh God! You know, and then the next day I would bleed because with those you don't like. For me, I didn't get a period for eighteen months. Whoa! And then I would bleed for like a day, and then I would not. So it was like right before the bleeding, you would go. I guess that's what I do with I, my I period just, now. No, it was like a weird like mental cycle, like an yeah. or a hormone. I guess hormonal, it was hormonal yeah. right? So at the end, it really started to affect me. In the like first couple of years, it didn't, and I feel like that's kind of the thing with putting weird things in your body. Yeah, that you run those risks, but um. I remember being and feeling very crazy hormonal. And then once I realized that that was probably part of why I pulled it out. And within 24 hours, I felt like I was back to my normal. Wow. Crazy, my normal. Crazy You're like, stuff. this is a crazy that I'm familiar yes, with. Yes. This is manage. my brain chemistry. That is how it's supposed exactly. to be. Exactly. Wow. So, um, so having been on, I'm sorry. I'm so it's the ADD. Um, no, it's okay. We were talking about birth control. The, okay, uh, the, birth the control baby you lost and the hormones. Okay, yeah. So the hormones, you really, I feel like, once I took out my IUD and Mark and I decided to get to try to get pregnant, I was really hyper aware of and Mark, too. He'd be like, mm, maybe it's that time of the month. Like he could call it even like, though I wasn't. Yeah. I think like when you're ovulating when, or when your period's coming, when my period was going to come, which like and it, I feel like he said that when I had the IUD, too. He's like, you don't notice. It pisses like, me off that when men are right about that, because you want to be like, true. it's not my period. <laughs> it was. My mother was like that as a child. She would say things like, are you going to have your period? And I was like, no, you're just a bitch. Yeah. Stop fucking with me. And then she may or may not have been right. I know. What's crazy to like at any point in your life, do you realize like, oh, wait, no, I'm probably feeling this way because my period or do we all go crazy? And then we're like, sorry, I didn't realize it was my period. But now I know. I think there was just so much denial for me. Like, I'm so I'm such a control person. You want to feel like you have everything. I I guess. Yeah. I didn't ever want to admit that something might have some power yeah okay. that you're like it was a little more than just you no i wanted to be i wanted to stab you in the kitchen i mean i, I meant to <laughs> like, i did that because you did whatever you, you were know? asking for it but the, the hormones when you're pregnant and the hormones when you're all of a sudden not pregnant i mean there's the emotional portion of losing of just losing the child itself but but then there's like a hormone dump probably I mean, or the drop. first time i think i was just really really sad the second time i think i probably had an and you'll ask me how far, I'm not sure how long after the first one. That's we okay. Got pregnant, but the second one was 
horrible. Yeah. Because I'd already been through it once. And so I was at work on a Friday again with a client and I went in the bathroom and I was like, fuck, here we go again. You like know what's happening. Devastating. Oh, I mean, I can't even get past like seven or eight weeks. Oh, that's hard. And I knew it was happening and I was like, well, fuck, I'm just going to finish my client. There's no, I mean, the first time I like left my client in the chair, had somebody else, you know, shampoo her, rinse her, figure her out. Yeah. My clients are amazing, amazing people. So I was able to just leave and go to the emergency room. And they trusted you and they were like, second, care about you. The second time I was like, I already know what's happening. There's nothing anybody can do. So you've kind of like, so you're I like, hate to say you get used to it, uh, but you're like, I'm not, it's. God, I know, it's this I know is what's happening. so let me at least just finish this hair i just did her hair and then i came home and and that was it and, and then, then you're like i'm having a miscarriage yeah and then i was um and every time it seems like this happens mark has a friend in town and um and then i'm like really angry and i'm really sad and then the hormones kick in and i'm even angrier yeah and even sadder on and top of just what your emotions mark would is be a very typical guy and he's not um, I wouldn't say he's good at being emotional. He's not like emotionally intelligent. No. Most men are. No. And if he were here sitting here, he would agree with that. <laughs> That's good. At he, least he would you know, be like, he's hey. Not dumb. You know yeah. what I mean? But he's He's not like, I know my limits. Yes. So um, unfortunately, like I said, he had a friend in town uh, really actually the second time around. If there's <sighs> anybody you want in town, it's that guy. Oh, like, that's. He was the coolest guy. It turned out it was his birthday. Ah. Uh, so it was a birthday. Will. Yeah. Keep going. Um, I mean. There was one point, okay, so the guy was here, and we were losing it, and it was fine, and I want to say this was the second one. There was one time, I mean, Mark, like I said, had friends in town, Yeah. and uh, and this guy left, and then I want to say shortly after that, like within a week, some other people came from, like they were moving from Seattle to wherever else so they're like let's and stop Reno by was like the halfway so yeah. they stopped by with their two-year-old oh devastating and i came home from work and there was a two-year-old and some dude in my living room and i'm like wow that's painful and i w- could have handled that but then his like eight month pregnant girlfriend came out of my fucking back room and did you and just I lose just it lost my shit and i um i try to be a really good hostess i love people I yeah love- you're an amazing hostess i've stayed dude, with you from like the early touring days, you are so considerate and like yeah. above and beyond and amazing. Mark was really just straight fucking ignorant, honestly. He like didn't even. And we had it out real good. I was like, have you lost your mind? Like you've got to be the stupidest motherfucker I've ever. Like I was, and you're hormonal and you're crazy and you're already looking for someone to blame. And then yeah. to have, you know, and you want to be kind and you want to be nice, but. It's devastating. I mean, not only, so they left, you know, it was fine the next day. Um, they didn't leave that night like I would have preferred because they were kind of not those people who pick up on things like that. Like, And I remember actually coming out and saying, listen, I'm not rude and I'm not unkind. I this- just need you guys to know where I'm at. Not that it's your business, but like I just lost a baby like a week ago. This is extremely hard this for me. This is really difficult for me. And at that point, I as a guest probably would have said. I feel like I would be like, let's go. You know? Oh my too. God. I would have been like, oh my God, I didn't know. I don't know. think they left until like noon the next day. That's horrible. Can I just tell you, my mom had like five miscarriages before she had either of her kids. Oh, so she told me that there was one miscarriage she had and it happened around Thanksgiving. And then she went to her in-laws, my dad's uh, parents for Christmas. And they, they gave her baby clothes. <laughs> like she unwrapped things for Dude. a baby. <laughs> you just like are beside yourself with like how 
fucking ignorant and insensitive people can be and you're really sensitive like yeah you're ex- like i don't know you know I, when i was pregnant with declan let's be clear i worked in a psych hospital yeah okay? so you're and like that prep got it together no dude i worked in a psych hospital and we would be in the day room watching tv and um i straight cried at deal or no deal <laughs> like people would win and i would just be bummed. like i'm so happy for so them to lose to lose a child i mean it was just a really like, difficult yeah. time and then consequently after that for like a good month or so maybe even two, um, we would be out and I would see like, okay, I have another ex-husband, ex-husband number one. And during (laughs) this time, I see that he's like, why does this motherfucker get to have kids? You are furious at anyone walking down the street who is pregnant. Who has it like, how dare you? Why don't I? It's like, yes, you're like, you feel like it's a personal attack. Like you're rubbing your fertility in my face. How dare you be pregnant walking across the street like that? Wow. So rude. And like my first husband, I'm like, why does he get to? Oh he my God. sucks. He was having a baby? He's had two in the last, yeah. And I'm like, you can't even take care of the two you had when we were together, you, you piece of crap. Yeah, I do do. <laughs> but he got to, and you know, I mean, to be fair, like, we're friendly enough. He texts yeah, me on my birthday every now and then, happy birthday, Satan, that kind of thing. <laughs> like, it's good cool. to have, like, you know. We're Facebook friends. Yeah. It's fine, you know. It's good to have, you know, decorum. <laughs> I try, but the decorum goes out the window. Like you are so shattered. You are very, very shattered. And then uh, you're like, you know, do you try? Do you keep like? When do you like you said? Your mom had five. I can't. My mom's reckless. Not only that, my mom had to go to sperm banks because my dad was shooting blanks. So they just fucking blew so much money. Right. I was always like, you don't think maybe at some point you should have been like, maybe the universe doesn't want us to have kids. I mean, right. (laughs) But because I'm like seven, it took you seven or whatever, you know. But that's my logic. It was so worth it. And here we are. are. Well, no, but those thoughts do. I imagine go through your head. Like, is the and you know, stop me if I'm wrong or like whatever. But like. Is the universe saying maybe this isn't for us? Well, or thing, you know, am I a little, Is am I too old? Because you hear that yes. about, you know, women in their 40s. That's the big, oh, you better hurry up. And even though I, there's some, I read an article maybe earlier this week that like the 40 thing is bullshit. But I mean, it depends. I don't know. Janet Jackson was 50, but Janet Jackson also has a lot more effort money than I do. Yeah. She, ac- you know? yeah access to the best, you know, whatever I mean, type of prenatal Kim care. is smart enough to have surrogates. I mean, I just said she was smart. I don't know. I, I said smart enough. I didn't I mean, bring up a card. That's probably the smartest thing she's ever yeah, done. Probably, so I don't know. It, it's, it's brutal. Um, I think too, after that, you're just like, and Mark would say, I, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, I don't want to. And I was hard. like, yes, you do. You don't know what you're t- You know what I mean? You get it in your head and you're, you're like, like, I want this. You're like, it's all I want. Kind of. Baby. Right? Yeah. I mean, when anyone I think is dead set on something in general, like if you really want something and you're, if you're the kind of person who gets things done, you put your mind or you're like, no, I'm going to do it. And you're like a go getter. But that on top of that, happen. the biology of what we are physically built to do like even if you don't want a baby you're bo- well, you're fighting your body a little mark is such a good human like he's a really good person mm-hmm. and um and i think it takes a really like uh amazing person to step in and and help out with someone else's kid oh um and, yeah no he, uh, angels i mean you know don't get me wrong my daughter's 12 and she gives him a run for her money you know for his money yeah i'm so proud of you're like, to good. Be honest with you. i'm like keep him on his toes declan that's you know? right um she's incredible but uh I think he lucked out with her too to be fair yeah but um but I I looked at him and I was like you know he would be such a great dad like I just I know he he would would. and I sat there and I was like as a unit 
Declan, Mark, and myself would create such a great human. And there are people out there not creating great humans. Yeah, I think you're like, maybe there we, are so we many should want to counteract that are out there procreating and i'm like yeah those is, people never have miscarriages by the i mean way. it's right they've got like six or seven kids that are like you know i mean there's just so many bad situations and and when you're uh, like i can make a good i really we, we can like make a good life a good human like yeah. we could make a, a, a good, good like person. my parents were always like we need you to be somebody who's going to contribute to society and i never really kind of figured out what that was and you I'm not saying my procreation is my contribution to society. I hope. Well, let's not throw your hair to the wind. Right. You're doing a lot for the way society looks, and I it's mean, important. For their hair, anyways. Yes. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, I really had it in my head that I wanted... I mean, kids are really freaking magical. I, I mean, at least they were for me. She, she is. Declan is for me. But I know that there are people like you, like Declan even says, she doesn't want kids. And yeah. That's fine. I know there are people who don't, and I don't think you should ever try to talk those people into it. Because no, I don't think it should be something you're on the fence about. It doesn't. You I should think want people do where people don't. Yeah, I think that like you should really want kids, and forever, I've been like maybe one day when I decide I want children, I'll adopt. And then I think as far as having a kid, it would take like a miraculous act of I would have to be so in love with someone to be like I will trust you to trust me and, and do that with you, which would be beautiful. But like, I'm so fucked up. That doesn't. It's a huge deal. Yeah. It's and huge. it doesn't pop into my mind the way I have friends that are so excited for having kids and like they're amazing mothers. And I'm like, yeah, I don't have that. At least not right now. Why would I bring a kid when I'm like, ah, I don't know. Like you shouldn't bring a kid into the world. If you're like, ah, I don't know how I'm going to feel about it, but I guess I'm pregnant. So roll the, di- I'm not rolling the dice Yeah, on a life. Yeah. <laughs> Get in here. It's me and you, right. baby. Right. Wow. So I mean, the bond is really incredible. And I, I just really wanted Mark to be able to experience that. And he had not ever not wanted kids. He actually, you'll like this. Mark actually used to call them fuck trophies. <laughs> You're welcome. That's amazing. So when his friends would have, but he was like, I would watch my friends have kids and it would be like, you can't take care of your own selves. Why would you do that? And he's like, I, and I think that's the thing too, is like, we sit around and we're like, you want to have a kid at the right time. You want to be able to provide for it. You want to be yeah. able to give it yada, yada, yada. And so... You know, when I met Mark, he wasn't, you know, he was making 400 bucks a week. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, living this isn't a, kid time. Living in a house in Tahoe with like five people snow skating every day. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like he had, you know, getting on, you know, hanging out on Tinder, trying to like yeah, know, find a friend. <laughs> you know, neither one of us ever expected this was going to happen. So fast forward five years later, he makes a lot more than $400 a week. Thank yeah. God. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just, um, so anyway, so he had... Gotten on board with me, and then um, after the second one, I was literally so devastated and so fucked up and so Ugh. emotional after that. He's like, "I hate watching you go through this." Like, he's like, "It's not heartbreaking." To you're mean. Yeah, like, he's like, "You're mean," and then sad, and it's hard because I want to hate you and I also want to hug you. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. And so, um, so with the second one, I did not post on Facebook that we were pregnant. I had posted on Facebook. Because of my the nature of my job and the intimacy of my job, I mean, yeah, I'm a hairstylist. We're touching you. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I am physically touching you, and you're telling me a lot of things. Yeah, you know, if we have Spilling. a, re- it's a relationship. Yeah, you know, so um, so I have a very hard time uh, keeping a straight face and keeping things to myself. I have zero. Yeah, poker and, face. and people pick up on things. I mean, I vi- they see I, you I all the time. Pretty hard. You yeah, know? very so, high um, vibes. Rather than try to. Uh, I put on Facebook, I said, I, you know, I think I said something like, I'd like to tell you all that we're expecting, but instead I get to tell you we have an, we're, we're ha- we had another miscarriage. And yeah, you know, I just needed uh, people to know where I was at. And it was interesting because I feel like 
Um, I really get frustrated with social media. I think we were talking about this. Oh, me too. I get really tired of empty relationships and friendships. Like, I don't want to know. I love that you come to town and that you check in in a week. Yeah. Like, I have actual conversation with you. I don't talk to you most of the year. Yeah. I I think it's cool to, like, support you through Facebook and whatever. But I can always call you. And if you can and I can, we'll always have conversation. Exactly. I'm actively trying to be better about that with people who I'm not, who I don't live near because I get very... It's just a work focus thing, but yeah, because sure. social media makes everything seem so vapid and it, it really does. And I just think things get I don't, so lost and, and our connections are so, um, I don't know, like I've got friends that I've had for 30 years and I'm like, I literally haven't spoken to you on the phone. And when was the last time you actually came to visit me? Like, yeah, it's I like you want, like my status. I don't want Facebook friends. Yeah. I want, you know. No, um, like I don't want to know about your life. But through. I, I feel like it was the only platform that I had to like, be let able me just to kind of let people know where I was at, so that when I went into work and I was kind of, uh, so you didn't have to keep repeating, you know? Yeah, and yeah. you know, it, yeah. And so they're not just like, well, why is she in a shitty mood? You know? You know, and I was able to go to work, you know, a week or two later. Um, but I mean, I don't know. It's amazing. I mean, this this last one was really a doozy. It really did a number on me. I actually had a, a friend, quote unquote. <laughs> we were friends actually uh, for about 10 years. And I um, I was actually in the room when his kid was born. Wow. Which was a really cool experience. That's crazy. I remember looking, I was like taking pictures, nudging, because nobody did that for me. Wow. So I was, like, nudging the nurse out of the way and taking pictures. And I remember showing my ex-husband and being like, dude, did my butthole get that big? <laughs> like, really, he's like, oh, it was way bigger. It was really astounding. Oh, wow. Like, really, yeah, like, there's a whole universe in there. It was it was something else. It really <laughs> was. But uh, but this, you know, men are not all men, but I, clearly the ones I'm in contact with. <laughs> um, the dude came over. Declan said, "Hey, you know, so and so's coming up the driveway," and I was like, uh, "She's like with balloons." And oh, like you said, with your no. mom in the baby clothes. Oh. And uh, and this is probably four or five days after the fact. And like I said, I had I had posted something and. Uh, and Declan said, he's coming up the road or coming up the driveway with balloons. And I said, well, tell him I'm sleeping. Yeah. You know, and, lock uh, the doors, turn off the lights. I came downstairs that night and there were fucking pink and blue balloons in my living room. I about threw up when I came downstairs. What I was just like fucking what? And I don't think he's malicious. I think he's ignorant and re- like, do you think that was his way of trying to be like, sorry, they were left over from his kid's birthday party. And he was trying to let me know that they were thinking about me. But I was like, hey. Pro wow. tip. <laughs> like, Maybe do a sympathy card. Maybe you know? a bottle of Jack and some yeah. black roses. Yeah. Like, I like, can drink Definitely now. save the pink and blue balloons for when someone actually births a child. Yeah, you're like, that's like, so devastating. So many, and you're like I said, you're so emotional anyways. And so I've got these pregnant people who just came to my house who are ignorant and wouldn't leave till the, the next pink morning. And blue balloons. I've got pink and blue balloons. And the, like, it was rough, man. Oh, rough. So did um, you take a break from trying for a while? Were you like, kind, maybe yeah, let's. Yeah. Um, and, and Mark certainly did. And I think, too, that like, you know, babies, the idea is that they're born out of love. Yeah. Right. That you're and you like, don't want it to be. a. You have to go back to like the reason you agreed to start in the first place. Like, I fucking really dig you. And like this yeah. has to be like this. Really you want pure... it to be this beautiful. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we all know it's science and biology, but at the I end mean, of the I mean, I came from a turkey think... baster, but you want. Right. The best kids come from biology. Love. <laughs> I love when my friends are all it's a child from God. And I'm like, you banged. Yeah. It's like, like you were probably like, oh, my God, fill me up with cum. I mean, I was... and you're like, it's a miracle. <laughs> so amazing. How did. The... OK, so which is really funny because this time time okay so that's really funny that you just said that and i'll kind of come back to that in a second but um so uh i had posted this thing on facebook about how i was like, sad and whatever and just so people would know i where is that 
Mark ended up going to a few friends. He goes to this place, uh, this guy's house to skate. Our friend built a skate park in his backyard. Fucking dope. Super fun. And um, you have the coolest friends. What the fuck? They're Mark's friends. Ugh. I actually have like six. Remember we covered that? No, <laughs> your friends are cooler. I maintain. I mean, you're one. <laughs> but uh, so um, he mentioned to me that a couple girls had come up to him there. You know that um, I mean it's a it's a great community over there. Like people who just really support each other. Like hey, cool trick, bro. Or yeah, oh, you almost had that or whatever. And it's like I love kids that. and chicks and dogs and barbecue and like it's just a very mm. casual, really yeah. welcoming environment. So that's what Mark does. Is he goes, I clean, and he gets really active. Yeah, like, that's that's how, how he, he handles his right stress. And and literally, I was like, you're not emotionally gonna say the things i need you to say so please go go, go get on your go. wheels and, and then roll away for came a while up to him and we're like you know i i just want to say like i really respect that she put that out there on social media yeah. because i did not talk about it yeah a lot of people feel really like they hold it in yeah they feel like and it's a loss yeah, it's, it's like a devastating it's yeah you like literally lost something it's a huge grievance and i'll tell you for women the minute for for most women that i've that i've spoken to anyways um when you're pregnant, you it's it's already a person and you've got a whole future planned out for it. Yeah, like when you're it's trying to have a, a baby and you're pregnant, you're like, this is... It's already... You're like, already... Yeah. I mean, the times that I've like jumped to where my life will go with a person I'm dating, mm-hmm. I can't imagine what it would be like to be like, yeah, you're like, oh, maybe they'll be a doctor or... I, I have wonder a human who, growing inside I wonder when me. they'll have a baby. And it you're has already, a whole future. You've yeah. already like... It's going to look like this. It's going to be fun. We're this is the kind of outfit it's, it's going to wear. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really um, it's really a thing. So I was um, really pleasantly surprised to hear that women were able to approach Mark and to say, you know, I was really grateful that she said something or it made me think of this and that they were able to, you know, have some Mark's, sort of solace like in said, that kind and, of emotionally and like, communicate that to him. Too. Yeah. That he was that it, like for him that it's like it's OK to talk about. Because yeah. I think for him, he's like, I don't like. He's, I mean, clear, it's a lot of men. It doesn't happen for men. They don't know. I mean, everything happens for us. It's yeah. our bodies. We're the ones who go. Yeah, they don't get insane. the hormone dump. They don't get the stretch marks. They don't get the morning sickness. They don't get any of it. No, until it kicks them. They don't get the big old sleeping. titties. They don't get the huge the, these boobs, Jessica. Dude, your tits Ooh. are. I'm like, can I just get? My tits pregnant? Girl, we're at like 18 weeks and I look like Jenna Jameson. I mean, honkers. I mean, what they think. Honk if you're pregnant. Double, (laughs) double D. My God. They're going to get bigger. I hope not. I derailed from a very serious thing to talk about your boobs. I'm sorry. Well, it's fine. We should probably <laughs> lighten it up a little bit here. And there. No. But um, so so Mark went there, and then there were people who said things and stuff, and I thought that was cool. And then also on the tail end of that, Mark's cousin, who I had not met. Mm. Mark has a, a wonderful family, and um, his cousin, who he grew up with, Julie, uh, contacted me. We were already Facebook friends. Yeah. She liked me because I gave him a haircut and he started. You're like, oh, you up. made him look like less of a yes, bum. Exactly. She's, She's like, like, oh, this girl's good for him. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. she and I had become friends on Facebook and she uh, sent me a private message and she said, you know, I went through something really similar. And um, and she said, I. Uh, I saw this woman, she's kind of a cross between, God, I wish I knew how she said it, a cross between a witch and Harry Potter, <laughs> that's kind of what she said, <laughs> and she's like, I had a session with her, and it was really helpful, she's like, I don't know if you're open to that kind of hippie shit, but if you are, I would love to get you a session with her. Oh, amazing. And I was just so um, 
That's so nice of her. Even if you weren't into would, that, that's such a nice. Yeah. You know, I, I really was like, well, fuck yeah, I'll take you up on that. You know, I'm not yeah. getting that emotional nonsense from Mark because he's skateboarding and not. Yeah. So, you also, know, when like, you're that sad, it's like, yeah, I'll try anything. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. OK. And let's be clear, like we drove and Mark came with me. He has been as emotionally, you know, stunted as he is. He is very supportive. He's never missed a doctor's appointment. He's never yeah. um, missed anything. He, drove he checks the me. boxes. He does. He, he goes where he needs to go, even if he's he not. He drove in, yeah. from here to uh, Oakland, which is about three and a half hours. So we drove wow. to Oakland and back for an hour and a half session in one day. Wow. And she did with the magnets and the things and like the whole thing. all this Harry Potter fucking, you know witchy is, shit i don't know is she just for people trying to have babies and i'm like i want to just meet her for life I, like you i'll try anything i'm yeah, like if cup, you think it's gonna make me feel better yeah i'm the same i'll be like oh are you crystals you think they're magic that's ridiculous but i will take one just in case can't hurt chant away yeah. you know what i'm saying <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna, whatever yeah. like i'm, Do I'm your all thing. for it yeah and so uh so i had this session with this woman and um and i looked at mark in the car on the way back and i was like so she says we're cleared up and ret to go. Like, <laughs> You're I think already we should like probably have a conversation. Like, do you want to try again? She yeah. suggested that we had some blockages and that she had cleared them and yeah. wow. kind of nonsense. And um, and I I was never really sure what to believe, but like you said, you know, I just kind of go with it like and uh, see what happens. And then Mark said, Yeah, you know, maybe third time's the charm. Like, let's try. Well, then <laughs> two weeks later. He looks at me and he's like, you know, I've been thinking about it. And I think our life is really good. I think Declan is amazing and we have a great life. And I've been talking to my other cousin who at this point should remain nameless because he was so not hopeful. You're like, <laughs> trying he's to like, you know, his kids are pursuits. older. He's, his kids are older and they're really looking forward to traveling the world. And, um, you know, like oh, I said, yeah. Mark is from Costa Rica. So he's always represented a lot of adventure to me and I'm yeah. very stable I've, I've had to have like this stable life for my daughter yeah so as much as i really liked the adventure side of things i prefer stability but I yeah really like i like my house i like i like my I, routine yeah i don't you know yeah so um i've been making a lot more than 400 dollars a week for a lot longer than you yeah i'm seeing that kind of thing You're like and i like that <laughs> and so he's like well you know i think our life is good and i don't think we should try again and i was like Phew you clearly don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Kind of like when I asked him if he wanted to have kids. Okay. Well, Mm. so uh, it took me some time, but probably God in the next six months to a year, I honestly came all the way around to that where I said to myself, okay, you know what? He might be right. Like Declan's going to be 14. Yeah. Like, do I really want to start over with a freaking car seat and a diaper bag when she grits out of high school? Yeah. Which is exactly what we're going to be doing. But, um, (laughs) you know, and I, and I literally started thinking like, oh, you know, we're going to move to Costa Rica in a few years and, and, uh, and we could just travel and I have this like imaginary, you know, again, a whole life planned out for us. You're like the island. And Declan's like at Yale doing yeah. whatever becoming you know or going somewhere to become an anesthesiologist yeah and, you know whatever and you're like and, uh, just traveling the world in a sailboat or something right yeah right? And, and you're like okay and swimming with the dolphins and just being free magical right yeah and um and so i said okay and i, I literally and like to come that way emotionally was really big like wanting something so bad and then having being willing and peaceful about kind of closing like letting the door go on it. Like yeah. to really be peaceful about it. And this is That's fucked huge. Up it's enormous. So I called my doctor in December and yeah. I said, I would like to put my IUD back in. Like let's, let's plug this it up. This past December. Correct. 
Okay. And they said, we can't get you in until March. You're like, okay. My birthday is March 3rd. <laughs> and for about a week before that, I've been like, hmm, something's up. Something is I'm not right. Something is, is amiss <gasps> or extra, however you want to say it. And uh, so March 4th, I uh, went to work. It was a Monday, Sunday, Monday in Reno. Um, <laughs> and I went to work and, uh, and I called Mark on the way home and I said, I'm going to stop at the store real quick on the way home. I'll be home in a few minutes. And I grabbed a box of three tests. You're like, I'm pissing on all three of these. Sticks. I peed on all three of them and it wasn't even like two minutes. It was like each one. Instant. Boom, boom. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, so my appointment was March the 6th. So I found out two days before, before I was your supposed to put my IUD back in that we were pregnant. Holy, like literally holy shit. That's pretty cool. This is not important at all, but let me ask you with the peeing sticks. Did you do three different sessions or did you hold three pee sticks under you and pee Yeah, three different sessions. <laughs> and I was like, because I wanted, I was like, are you sure? You're like, let me wait, Mark, maybe it's a false. And I was, he was standing in here and I was standing right there, maybe 12 feet away. And I was like, um, excuse me, sir. <laughs> Yeah, have have a here for conversation a i need to speak with you yeah uh, yeah please? and i was like dude i said and so i keep the surprise yeah and, and he's so, like i didn't forget her birthday what is she gonna <laughs> yell at me exactly about? exactly and so um then you're wow. scared all over again because you're like is this just gonna be okay so let's be number clear. three i found out i think when you're in your 40s you're really in in touch tune? and in tune with your body like you can just feel like jessica i probably found out immediately wow like i must have like conceived the night before I like mean, it's like your you felt the egg i had felt it get for fertilized. about a week and so which was what prompted me to pee on the stick anyways or the three sticks because you kept being like that's oh, just a weird feeling maybe it'll go away and i i was pretty sure and maybe so, it's gas <laughs> you know but then there, how many times did i pee on sticks and it was negative and that's a heartbreaking moment, too, for a lot of girls who are out We're there trying. trying. It's like, how many times are you like, oh, I'm two days late, and you're so hopeful. And you're like, and this you're is it. Not, it's such a letdown. Oh, and this time, I wasn't, heartbreaking. I wasn't really invested either way. Like I said, I had become very peaceful about yeah. a lot of it. It's almost like you let go of the wanting. The and then, wa yes. So it's what they say about finding love, too. It's, it's like, once you let go. Amen to that. I'm not even kidding you. Like, I was not expecting mark to be my person but he's totally yeah. my person that's great but thanks i let go so i've totally let go of no i have right but <laughs> i'm an idiot just putting it out there i totally let go are you listening universe <laughs> i have completely let go so excuse me sir <laughs> um, so uh so then i had my appointment on the 6th so i went in and i was so excited to tell my doctor i'm like well shit we're pregnant change of plans <laughs> and um so she did my exam and had me come back the next day for an ultrasound at the ultrasound nothing we saw nothing so i'm thinking oh no here we go again right oh and like how God. many times can you go in and have an ultrasound and be told that there's no sack no fetal pole no baby no it's gone that's a horrible moment jesus so um so the lady says the ultrasound lady says i think i see what might be the start of a gestational sack i'll keep my fingers crossed for you so i go home and i'm like fucking really you it know goes, like i can't handle this yeah yeah and uh. then so we went back two weeks later and uh and boom baby boom heartbeat or i don't know how it works not yet i don't know how it works i clearly have never had a baby 
I don't know. A thing that's a baby on the way. A thing, yeah. A sack. I got a picture and the thing, and uh, and we brought it home, and then we called the parents. I called and I told a couple of people, just because I'm that way, I cannot give a fuck. Yeah. Did you tell them to not tell anyone? Yeah. Every person were like, I'm only telling you. Yeah. And then they're like, I'm only telling, yeah. Yeah. Um, And then, uh, and then what? And then I sat there and I, I really had to, once it all kind of started to become real, I really had to wrap my head around like, I I wanted this. You're like, I let go of this. And that was really hard to come back around from. Wow. That you're like, I decided that I didn't want this and now it's happening. Yes. And Mark and I probably fight like once a year because we yeah. have to not be those weird people who like never, never fight. fight. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> but when we do, I feel like we really, we really cover some ground. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. You know what I mean? <laughs> we really cover some ground and, 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 you know, the older I get, the more I want to make sure that I'm not making mistakes that are going to damage, you know, my daughter or my situation or, you know, just life. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so it took me a little while. And then this pregnancy has been like really rough. I mean, I'll say being 43 and having a baby versus being 40 and having the idea of having a baby is I don't I don't know. I mean, I was like worlds apart. It's a girl, by the way. Yay. And I was convinced that it had a wiener. Because this pregnancy, like I said, with Declan, I was glowing and it was fabulous and there was sunshine and rainbows flying out of it. Like it was fucking magical. Yeah. And this one. And this one, I have been sick 22 out of 24 hours a day for the first three and a half months, not to mention a hormonal, absolute lunatic, crazy person. Oh God. Just like screaming, crying. I looked at Mark and I was like, I might not have clients when this is over. Like I might drive everyone away. I, I really, really. Oh God. I mean, I had to call a friend that I mean, thank God she's my friend. I had to call her. <laughs> I had gone on and on and on about how upset I was with her sister at her hair appointment. <laughs> I called You're like, her, I like, am so sorry. Yeah, I did. I called her like a week later and I was like, dude, I owe you an apology. Like time and a place. My bad. <laughs> like, whoops a daisy. It, it really has been rough. And it's and I feel like too that I'm kind of always waiting for the other shoe to drop. I'm kind of always waiting for something bad to happen. And yeah. Did was there when you got past the like seven or eight weeks, was there any type of like, all right, we're still here, like we're still going, a little bit of yeah, we array did of this sunshine. Time we did a progesterone, which is like a hormone that you're supposed to produce naturally or something. Oh, okay. It's I've read it on thing. stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I don't really know much about it, to be honest with you. I didn't even like, But they have like supplements to help. I'll tell you, I had a harder time getting, what's the word, getting attached to this baby and to this pregnancy. Wow. And feeling connected like with Declan, like I said, immediately I was like, oh, there's a boy, like my her, like my husband. I was like, oh, you're here? Like yeah. it was me and her from the get-go. Yeah. Like I was so connected with her. There was never a question that something would go wrong or that she wouldn't come yeah. or, or any of that. And with this one, I've had a harder time letting myself get attached because I've lost him twice. Yeah. And so you don't want to tell everybody, you don't want to buy anything baby until you're like, you don't want to, you know, project the whole story of this person's life in your mind. You don't, you, you want to just, uh, you just kind tread of extremely like, lightly. And then I, I really have just felt like a host. Oh, I mean, I've just felt like a host. I'm like, just here for you to grow. Yeah. Like a parasitic fucking bee. <laughs> I literally was like, it has a wiener. It has to. It has like, to. There's only that. The parasit- a woman would never make me feel exactly, this bad. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So we did um, a big panel of um, 
of genetic testing to make sure it's all 11 12 weeks 11 weeks we heard the heartbeat that was really exciting wow but it's like you know for as as uh as detached as we both were and i think it's different as this is for men like every time i pee on a stick and it's positive you should see mark's face when there's a heartbeat and he can hear it you should see his face yeah i think i think men don't expect to feel as ex- whereas women it's like you know, I assume that like if I want to have a baby and then I get pregnant, I'm going to be overcome with joy. But then again, like you said, I get overcome with joy watching, you know, soldiers come home to their dogs on YouTube. Thank so you. <laughs> like just streaming. Tears. Just, yes. But yes. I think men like sort of fancy themselves as these emotionless creatures. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God, like there's so much feelings like like the amount of love that the idea of and a I child can put he, in someone. Yeah. I mean, and I still think Mark is going to be pleasantly surprised yeah <laughs> you know i mean even we're more still at the point where like i've just barely started to feel her move uh but no one else can yet so okay in the next six so when five, the kicks four, come five, so yeah when that starts to happen when he's laying next to me and i once worked with a guy who told me that his greatest regret was never laying in bed next to him and feeling his baby move inside of her and that always stuck with me wow his wife had three children that he helped raise but he never but he never had any of his own so he never had that oh that's so Wow. Kind of trippy, right? Yeah. That's also just such a beautiful thing. Well, he was a lot more emotionally grown than, say, most I've been in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to name any names. We've already right? named them. Um, wow. Do you feel any, obviously the pregnancy has been different. Is Do you feel like, do you worry about your energy level for this yes. one verse, versus? Yeah. I'm, I took a nap today. When you had one at what? Yes. Like 30-ish. Yes. But again, okay, so. With Declan, I knew I would do it by myself. And I was this powerhouse of a human, and I built this business. Like, I can do anything. I have to say, Reno's been, like, amazing to me. Yeah. I could not have done, get to where I'm at, raise my daughter the way that I do without the support of my clients. And my, I'm just very, very lucky. Yeah, I've had a killing village, it. Like they say, like, it takes a village. And I have had, we've had so many people who love us and care for us and support us. And while I'm working 12-hour days, I've had people help me out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you, you can't do this alone. But I did it without a partner. Yeah, and which is a big time, deal. I have a partner. And so I feel like I can relax a little bit more because yeah. I don't have to be quite you're that. Not, yeah, that, that gung-ho. Power, yeah. Like, like you're mean, not worried that you have a little less energy because you have someone supporting you. I mean, to be totally honest with you, like, I have... A therapist I've seen since I split with Declan's dad. Yeah. Just because I want to be able to be sure it's be. not me. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not. It's totally not. <laughs> um, but this time around, I and I, I mean, I've kind of had him on speed dial. And yeah. I've seen him maybe like, I don't know, once in the last two years. Like, yeah. every time I think I have a really good idea, I like to check in with someone. You're like, listen, am I being, is this mania? Is this? I mean, I think I should, you know. That's a good idea. And so I called him and I said, I think I need to learn how to be a partner. Wow. That's, you're blowing my mind. And I haven't found a new therapist, so I can't <laughs> afford to have my mind blown yet. I haven't found someone. <laughs> wow. That's huge. I mean, like, I really think, like, I had to do everything with Jacqueline by myself. You get used to. And you really do. You get used to being in control. And this is the way things are done. And this is how. And I'm. Like, and it's like, oh, you don't fit the way I'm doing things. Mo- move yeah, along. Bye. It's fine. Yeah. We don't need you. No, oh, my, I'm like, oh, I think that's so how I am. I, I really think that Mark will be incredible with this. And I think that I'm going to need to learn how to step down. A how to, like. Let go of control, like yes. let someone else trust that other people can do it yes. and that you don't have to, yes. let you know, him learn and enjoy it like I did. Like you I did. I didn't know everything. I just thought I did. Yeah. 
which is a beautiful gift in itself, really. Thinking you know everything can get you through a lot. It's really true. You fake it till you make it. You wanna... Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let me just ask a couple, not even like, I guess, stereotypical questions or did did anyone in your life or even like the doctors, did anyone give you any like weird grief about, oh, you're, you're not worried because you're over 40 or like, did you get any of that? I, he- I hear people having that happen, but I don't know. No, because I think like you said earlier, uh, people, women who are 40, it's like so much, it's more and yeah. more common. People get it now. They're like, you that's know? not a thing. Well, people are living so much longer now. Too, yeah. So you're like, fuck, I'm going to live my life before I pop these things out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so no, I don't think no. so. No. And then this yeah. is semi, not unrelated, but like, okay, so you guys will see Kristen when I post a picture, but you're like fucking hot chick covered in tattoos. Has anyone ever like been rude about or made suggestions about your mothering abilities based on your appearance? My dad. Ah. (laughs) But it's been some years. I mean, when I was pregnant with Declan, my dad asked me things like, what are you going to do if she, if it wants a tattoo? (laughs) And I was like educated about hepatitis and HIV. Yeah. So it does the right thing. Like if his child is anything like me, it's going to do whatever it wants anyways. Yeah. So my job as a parent would then be to make sure it doesn't end up in a garage getting tattooed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like get, uh, go somewhere proper. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I think we can do is, is educate our kids and, and I think generationally, um, it's. I would think the older generation, but I think the world is changing. So yeah, much it's now. so not a thing. It's so common. That's why I wondered. And also, in Reno, seems relatively progressive about stuff like that. Yeah. As far as no one's put off by, you know, no one's like. I mean, almost anywhere you go, no one's like put off by tattoos. It's mostly my family. I mean, like when Declan, for instance, when Declan was in kindergarten, uh, she got you know like straight S's. Ah. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yes. She was like this amazing student. And uh, and I asked her what what she wanted. And at the time, I was working at a really big salon with yeah. thirty five people and whatever, and and things were really um, trendy. So she wanted to shave like a quarter of her head. Oh, like the side and shave or something. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, yeah. I so remember she that. She wanted to do that and have pink leopard. And I was like, okay. Yeah. My dad straight unfriended me on Facebook and didn't speak to me for a year because you because let your daughter have fun hair. And I said to myself, I said, listen, people are so old. This is the kind of parent that I am. And maybe it's, it has nothing or everything to do with the fact that I'm just a really open-minded person who happens to have tattoos. I think people with tattoos are a little more open-minded. Yeah, absolutely. Although these days I kind of question, I mean, yeah, when knows? I was getting tattooed and when I was younger, it was more of a lifestyle and not yeah. a trend. Yeah, and, and now it's just like, like, I just felt like getting one. Sometimes I feel like you're welcome. Yeah. Because we put up with all <laughs> yeah. the shit from you're, everybody. You're the suffragettes of tattoos. My parents were like, the people with tattoos are the dregs of society. You get yeah, a piercing like, in your face, please don't serve me food in a restaurant. We'll go somewhere else. Like, that's how my parents, they're very, <sighs> very conservative And when people. I think the older we get, the older they get, I'm Dad. telling you, it's really rough raising parents. I mean. And we're oh. in a magical, fabulous, terrific place now. But it has really been hard on, on both of us. It's well, not without Because you're different, yeah. From both of us. But to me, it was like, I felt like that was an opportunity for A, if you're going to look, quote unquote, different than the norm. And again, yeah. tattoos are kind of normal now. But at the yeah. time, if you're going to be nor- different from normal and have crazy hair, you're going to get a lot of attention. A, are you the kind of person who can deal with that? Can you handle that? Do yeah. you want that? Yeah. You have to learn that about yourself. Well, I no, because it's like, it like a, a teaching opportunity. Like, can you handle it? Can you be responsible with it? Like, I'm all Declan. 
when you're in class in kindergarten, yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and the kids are all, hey, your hair's cool. Like, you need to say, hey, let's talk about this at recess. Yeah. Like, I use it as a teaching opportunity. And I don't think, I just think we come from such different ways of teaching. Yeah. You know, where that makes any sense? No, that's but absolutely I also feel like with the perfect. world progressing the way that it is that like I said I mean my dad certainly doesn't like my tattoos but he has said to me a couple of years ago he said well I can understand one or two and I was like oh when did that happen and you're like, well, that's when nice. I had one or two you didn't understand shit yeah that's you know so funny and my daughter interestingly enough and I think all kids are different I think it's really just how you raise them is she's not really interested in, in tattoos. tattoos like well for her she's probably like oh, what do I want to be like my mom exactly <laughs> that is, and that is that's we should probably end with that because yeah. that's really true. It's so that, no matter what, like what you do will always be corny in the eyes of your children. Yes, I'm not cool, especially now that she's you know 13. She's like, no, she'll you're be my mom. That's embarrassing. Yeah, like, I'm so embarrassing. She's probably. just like wearing button ups. <laughs> I do it on purpose now though. Like I fuck with her and her friends as that's, much as I. Can. I mean, when they're teenagers, why not? I mean, you always she's gonna go be, crazy anyway. You know, you like they're gonna have the, be the house where like the kids want to hang out, but not where they think they can get away with stuff. Yeah, like or, I want them to feel like they can talk to me about anything and be safe and that was something I did not have growing up. I think that's so important. So for me, my biggest thing about parenting and hopefully with this one too, I'm, I mean, I'm just terrified with this one, but um, the generational difference, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But Cause the it's fact that like I had to work so hard to get to a point where I can tell my mom anything. Yeah. Oh. And I wanted my daughter to feel like she could talk what to me blessing. about anything, but we worked for that. Yeah. And so I have always raised my daughter to the best of my ability to make sure that she knows she can tell me anything. She can like come to you with issues or like. Exactly. I, th- I, I mean, didn't it, have that. So I really wanted that for my daughter. Yeah, I don't have that. And I think that's why I don't want and a this child. One, I've just been terrified because it's been such a different pregnancy that it, I mean, I told Mark, I said, you know, if this baby comes out anything like it has been in utero, I might shake your baby. <laughs> You'd have to hold me back. I mean, you're, he said, is, is it going to sleep with us before we knew she was a girl? He said, is it going to sleep with us? And I was like, no, I go, well, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to get you a recliner and a, and a baby monitor warmer, or like a bottle. Yeah. And I'm going to freezer full of boob milk and you're going to go in the other room. Yeah. And you're going to like, it's like, I'm really excited to have a partner. That you're I'm like, like, I'm going to, when it cries, you're going to get up and do yes. something about it. You're so, going to yeah. hold it. I'm going to sleep a little more. That's what I'm gonna do. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, thank you for this. Thank you. Um, And thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. Well, there you go. Pregnancy in your 40s with Kristen Nicole. Um, I'm very thankful for her to to her for being so open. And I hope you enjoyed that and learned a little. Maybe you found some catharsis or some sympathy for somebody you know who's gone through something similar. Um, She definitely gave me a lot of things to think about um, that may not have crossed my mind in terms of you know, approaching friends who have gone through that and things they may be sensitive to that, you know, you aren't thinking of. Uh, she's incredible. If you're in Reno, if you have the capacity to fly to Reno and you need a good hairdresser, she's the fucking shit. She has, she has been a lifesaver to myself and uh, multiple friends in terms of having great hair. So go check her out. Go check out her um, salon, the parlor in Reno. Check out at the parlor Reno, I believe, on If you like the podcast and you haven't subscribed, what in the fuck are you doing? Go subscribe. Great. View me on iTunes. Share with your friends because everyone's a little bit ignorant sometimes. Big, big thank you to John, Jean, Kathy, Terry, exclusive members of the League of Extraordinary Idiots on Patreon. You literally keep these episodes going. You keep me sane with our chats and I'm so thankful for you and I'm glad we're friends and have fun banter on Twitter and Instagram. 
Um, it's so, it's, by the way, like, I don't say this enough. It's so cool that this has afforded me the opportunity to just become friends with people from around the globe. And when you guys, uh, I mean, it's great connecting with you online. When you come to the shows, I can't tell you how much it means to me. Please, if you ever come up to the show and you're thinking like you want to say hi or you want to be like, I listen to the podcast, don't hesitate. Even if it feels awkward, I know I'm giving off some weird energy right after I get on off stage because I'm very chaotic and trying to say hi to everybody. And you have uh, an adrenaline rush after you perform. So I am a little like, but I'm so grateful. I'm so happy to see you. Thank you for subscribing to my bullshit. I love it. I love you guys. If you want to join the League of Extraordinary Idiots, be part of the monthly Google Hangs, get cool postcards from me on the road, more and more content, patreon.com slash ignoranceisblessed. Follow at Blessed Podcast on Twitter or ignoranceisblessed on Instagram if you want to put a face to the voices you're hearing uh, on my podcast. The ones in your head, that's on you. But, you know, by all means, tag me in if you've found a face for some of the voices in your head. Uh, please keep in mind that no guest is or claims to be a representative for every person who has a similar identity. They are just one person sharing their own experience and ideas to help get a peek at how things look from their situated position in the world. If you have additional questions about any guests or have a topic you'd like to hear covered or someone specific to interview that would be good for that topic, tweet them at me, at JMS Comedy. Message me on my Facebook fan page. The best way to do it, join the Facebook group. Private Facebook group. Um, Ignorance is blessed, idiots. Uh a safe space for your ignorant questions your ignorant suggestions your great suggestions of guests um and uh and that's what we do there it's a learning open let's get silly let's get curious i uh i want curious cognitive thinking just going on in that group so let's interact more i'll try to be better at it as well you can also send questions to ignoranceisblessedpodcast at gmail.com it's all one word uh and i'll do my best always to deliver what I can. Keep asking questions. The more we ask, the more we learn, the more we know. And the more we know, the more we can look down on others who aren't as smart as we are. And isn't that the point? Thank you for listening. And thank you for being patient with my ignorance. See you soon, idiots.